Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us on Power Your Life, and I'm Joanne White, and it's a pleasure to be here. And also, I'm very excited about my guest today. Many of us are looking for ways to release our past, are looking for ways to connect with the spirit world and and to find out more about how to do so and to really help to shift our lives in beautiful ways. And so... I have someone here that I believe is very special and is going to help us figure out how to do so. And I'm talking about Jay Adam Smith, who's a nationally renowned inspirational speaker, spiritual counselor, healer, and shaman. His mission is to encourage others to heal, rediscover their wings, and once again find their light. Through the trials and tribulations of his own life, Jay was divinely inspired to create a unique method of healing called angel rehab. This method releases attachments, burdens, and past emotions, which allows you, the individual, to heal just as he once did. Jay's life is nothing less than inspirational. His specialties include spirit communication, home cleansing and clearing, crystal gritting, psychic defense, spiritual warfare, spirit release, angelic shamanism, and so much more. And he also is a paranormal investigator and known as the paranormal historian. Jay's been considered a shining star in the paranormal field and has been investigating the paranormal for over two decades and is an internationally acclaimed investigation-based sensitive and master teacher for the paranormal field. So we're going to find out more about that. Welcome, Jay Adam Smith. Well, hello, and thank you for having me on the show. I, I feel kind of blown away just hearing <laughs> you introduce me there. I'm like, wow, how how beautiful, and thank you, everyone, and, and those who are listening, too. I'm just so honored to be here and, and to, to maybe share a few things that you may not know about the, you know, just now na- how to navigate the darkness, you know? You know, I think that's so important because many people don't know how to navigate the darkness and, and they're often afraid of it, and you do this with ease. However, I don't know that it always started out <laughs> that way. So you want to tell tell a little bit about your, your past and how you came to this place, Jay? I love you say with with ease because it wasn't easy um, by any means. And a lot of times I, I'll have my conversation with, with the, my angels. And by the way, we all have angels. Um, most of us just do not know how to communicate. Um, it might be that our belief is not set in the right place or, or, or we're just having a hard time and we've been kind of lost from, from home. 
And, um, you know, with me, it's been kind of interesting because for the longest time I've been trying to figure out how on earth do I connect um, the experiences I had with paranormal with, with being a holistic energy healer and a light worker. You know, and, and a lot of people are like, you're a light worker and you, you, you investigate ghosts and stuff. Well, the truth was I was kind of forced into it, but I'm glad I was. Um, so, so during my life, I'm sure many people who are listening probably had the same kind of issues or still are having issues that they feel like they're kind of at the mercy of, of, of the world of, of, of life. And, um, you just, it just seems like you can't get on top of it, you know? And so it kind of started out with, with me, um, you know, growing up through life and knowing that there's some issues and stuff. And, you know, with the aspect of, you know, being inspirational, understand that I was absolutely a mess and I'm sure many individuals can kind of um, relate to this is that, you know, when I was growing up, I was badly picked on, had a very challenging family life, um, had a hard time personally and stuff. And, and at one time I did fall from grace. I fell, I literally fell and, and went into a very dark state and dark place. And um, coming back and basically, you know, being in that state, what one thing that the angels tell me was absolutely a miracle was, when I made a decision and said, look, I am no longer going to allow this, and I'm going to go to church. Um, now, of course, churches are a great place to raise your vibration and connect and, you know, and be able to have that community um, and, and be able to kind of draw you to the light and get you to make that choice. Um, so what was interesting is, is, you know, once I did choose that light, all my problems started to become very, very obvious you know, the challenges I had, you know, and some of these challenges many of us are having, and we don't even know that we're having these challenges, you know, through our behaviors and stuff like that. You know, I saw myself being, you know, low confidence, low self-esteem, couldn't look people in their eyes, um, you know, was, was a bit controlling and, and angry and sad and depressed and you name it. I pretty much carried all of that, those burdens on my back. And um, through a grace of God, through the grace of, of the angels and stuff, I was able to start healing myself by help with the angels. Um, so what's interesting is, is at the latter part of my life, here I'm, I'm at a point that I've released a bunch of my past, and then the angels say, by the way, you can pass this on. And that's the most beautiful thing. You know? And so here I am, just a person just like the rest of us <laughs> and I'm like okay you want me to do what <laughs> you want me to, to help people heal their 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 lives I, I'm not perfect I have issues I'm still trying to heal but I think what they're telling me is they're saying look you are far along on the path of being able to heal um, so those things that were issues with me in the past a lot of those areas have been cleared from me and now I'm at a point that I can actually create something called angel rehab, which is actually not my creation. They just basically named it. And it's basically a way to bring people back in time, as I did in my life, and to be able to actually confront those bullies in an angelic way and to actually be able to forgive myself, forgive them, and then be able to see how that particular episode affected my life. And what happens is when you go through this whole process, by the time you're done, you are now at a position that you no longer have a bleeding wound. You only have a scar that you can look at and say, you know what? I learned from that scar. It's no longer bleeding every time someone talks to you or issues happen and come up and all that. You know, I think that's so important because we all have had, like you said, Jay, we've all had 
challenges and traumas and whatever and and oftentimes those wounds still shake many people and and to find a way to be able to heal them is so wonderful and i think because you've gone through a lot of your own stuff that i i think you have that empathy and that understanding of what other people are going through so when you there you're helping them through this work that that piece of it that that understanding and empathy and caring i believe is so very very important I also work with angels, and I just want to tell you a quick funny story because years ago when I was going through a very difficult time, I had this angel, this guy that I actually called the Green Giant because he was so (laughs) huge and, and really a protector for me. And... I was once working with somebody who who said to me, "Well, do you do you have any angels? Do you know who your angels and your guides are?" And I said, "Yes." And I said, "One of them." She said, "Do you know what the name is?" I said, "Yeah, what well, one one I call the green giant, you know, the the green giant." And she was very upset about the fact that I had named him so, but he was fine with it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Understand angels have a different way of understanding. It's so funny because the same thing goes when you know when I communicate with my angels as well. They 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 understand through emotions and not through words. So so when we say things, they actually see the underlying message below it. So it's almost like the most important thing to them when they're communicating with us is is where what are we saying under our breath, what are we saying emotionally uh, and through our, you know, through our brains and all, and, and not so much, they, they don't even care what they're called. You know, a person can call them Michael, Gabriel, Peter, Raphael, um, but there are, there are millions of angels out there, and they're all waiting for us to call them for help. So I call my Michael, Gabriel, Peter, Raphael. That's fine. <laughs> are they what we see in our books and history books? Maybe not, um, but they don't, they're not like us, they're not petty. You know. No, you're supposed to call me, <laughs> you know? Well, I agree. And certainly if he was offended, I believe he would have let me know. <laughs> but he he was. <laughs> How did you get into, I'm going to jump all around here because I want to cover as much as possible. How did you get into paranormal investigation? You know, that's a great question. I get that all the time when I'm interviewed. And it, I, I always say something funny, which is force. I was literally forced into this field. Of course, you, you know, a lot of people will take things for granted in the unusual world that we live in and uh, kind of get comfortable in the day-to-day dramas and things that's going on. Um, but it takes that real hard in your face saying, guess what? you're not alone. And uh, I bought a 1923 house down in Florida and uh, found out the hard way that the real estate agent did not share um, the history of the building and tending my garden, getting it ready for my violin school. I was running a violin school out of my, my house and it was my, it was a dream house. It was literally my dreams. Like, Oh my gosh, I can you know, buy a beautiful place with a beautiful view with, with a place I can live and work and all this. And I'm tending my garden. And someone drives by in their car, hangs out, say, hey, mister, you do know your house is haunted, don't you? Um, no, thanks. <laughs> and uh, interestingly enough, I was, you know, I was you know, trying to understand over the years, you know, how come the activity took a little time 
after that initial thing. And, and typically, if you're living in a haunted home and you're moving into it and all this, typically the first couple of months, few months, are, are kind of quiet. You don't get, get too much activity. It's almost like they're kind of getting a sense of who you are and what you're about and all this kind of stuff. And then activity start, started up. And it got to a point I felt like I was not in control of my home. Um, I got, you know, the thing that really was the most real for me um, was getting woken up by a male male voice moan, moaning inside the house while I was testing out an air mattress in my living room. Um, it became so real to me. It's just like, I'm out of here. I'm running to my parents' house at 4 o'clock in the morning, knocking on the door, say, uh, hey, guys, uh, can I stay here tonight? And they're like, why are you here? I'm like, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> that was back when, when you don't want to share that, you know, paranormal things are happening. And uh, long story short, being in this home, I had to learn a lot of different techniques. I had to understand a few different things, how animal sensitivity is, how I can actually affect the paranormal in my home. And, and actually a testament to understanding um, some places that you have that are haunted, you really can't change the fact because it's not my unfinished business. It's whatever spirit's unfinished business. Sometimes they can be crossed. And other times, they are so stuck in their negative, pitiful state that nothing you can do is going to change that they're there. Um, so I had to leave. So I found that I, for the first time, on a minor scale, because I trust me, I was tested much more later on in life. On a minor scale, I found out I could actually affect, at least temporarily, the activity in the house. So I learned about sage and burning sage and um, smudging and all this and found that testing it scientifically, found that this little natural root that we uh, leave is actually doing something to change the environment because um, I had a friend's dog come over and the dog was acting all creeped out and growling at a wall with nothing there and stuff like that. And I was like, ooh, perfect opportunity to test out this theory with Sage. And, and I had my friend and her dog go into my, my office as I was using Sage and I was like, hmm, I wonder whether this will actually work. And this is the craziest thing. She walked out with the dog. The dog was actually fine, no more tail between the legs and, and looking around, very calm and comfortable. And she said, Jay, what did you do? I was like, what? What do you mean what did I do? It feels different in here. I did not change the temperature. I didn't turn the air conditioning on. I didn't, you know, spray a, a spritz of love in the place. She literally, on her own fruition, said, what did you do? And I was like, well, I, felt, I feel like this place is haunted. We have some issues. I, you know, and, and basically, long story short, I asked her, I said, when was the last time your dog acted that way? And she's like, I can't ever think of, of my dog. That's why it's so alarming. But then she says, but one time. And I looked at her and I said, all I need is one time. Tell me what happened. And she's like, well, I brought my dog to a, um, a party, and a lot of people were there. But he saw this person in the back in the shadows, and you couldn't make him out. You could just see that he's watching us. And the dog got really, really protected and starts growling at him. I says, oh, my gosh, from all the research I did, that looks like there was a shadow person in the corner, and the dog was being protective. So right. just absolutely amazing, and I love the idea that I didn't ask her, how does it feel now? She literally, with a shocked face, said, what did you just do? 
That was awesome. You know, I've used stage, too. It's really powerful. But I want to ask you a question. That moaning of that being that was there, that, that did you ever help that that being move to the other side, or did you find out what was going on with, with that with with that ghost? Well, what I did find out when I was researching, I was trying to figure out why would this place be haunted, and I pulled all the records, even the deeds before even the house was built, and didn't see any issues whatsoever until I got to the 1980s. The house mm. was used as a nursing home in the 1980s. So everything inside me, my spiritual, my feeling, my intuition said, oh, my gosh, this was a male patient that died here and is angry, most likely because he was left there and his family never visited him. He was lonely and angry at life and all this, and that's who's here. You know, and, and, and in relation to crossing, at that time in my life, I was so shocked by the experience that I was just trying to get my bearings. Oh, my gosh, I just got bombed. What do I do? I'm not going to try to stop the bombing. I'm just going to try to save myself. <laughs> you know, hey. i got to figure out what's going on. So, but, but what was key was really, really key. I may not have been able to help that spirit, but everything inside me felt as though how he was acting, he was aggressive. He, um, if you were a sensitive and you went into this house, he would possess you. He mm. would play the tricks as if he was a, a demon. So everything that was saying, it was kind of like get the heck out of Dodge more than what can I do for him. But I did find out that when I was burning sage, it was almost like a barrier. And, and it taught me, wow, there is something I can learn. There's something I can do, and there's more to this. And that's where it kind of started into my spirit communication and my, my spirit uh, warfare and all this kind of stuff. But I was not. I did not have all the tools needed to be able to go to battle yet at that point. All I can say is I got out of Dodge. I got out of the center of the battle without <laughs> being killed. <laughs> Which is wonderful because, you know, we needed you to do so much more. I have a question. I have a, a colleague and a friend, and she's very connected, and her daughter um, actually has been visited many times by by people who are dead. And initially, when we when she and I worked together, I said to her, you know, just take charge and tell them that they that they should visit you instead and give them hours or whatever. And that worked for a while. She kept one of the little girls that she was playing with from the other side but now that's that was years ago but now it's changing she's getting older mm -hmm. and she is being visited by these mournful whatever ghosts who who maybe need some help in passing over but this little girl really doesn't have the capacity to handle it what would you suggest well, the first issue that I'm hearing um, is that there is a, it, there's a part of the game that's going on between light and dark, and that's really what everything nowadays, everything that, that we're dealing with goes down to the very simple light versus dark. That's, it's been that way. It always has been that way. Um, so the big thing is, is that dominion has been placed. Um, when we start losing our knowledge base that we have control of our temple, of our body, this is our choice, there's rules in the game between light versus dark that both dark and light cannot force us to do anything. They can only um, 
they can only uh, persuade us to do certain things. We have to make the ultimate choice to do so. And sometimes we get to a point that we feel as though we have no power, and that means we have no dominion. And sometimes those entities that like to mess with us, they get kind of cocky, and they, they feel as though, oh, well, it's been years and years before she ever raised her voice or told me to back off and claim her dominion. So they get kind of comfortable. The entities start getting a little cocky. So, you know, one of the biggest things I always suggest to people, and this is a, a gift to those who are listening, is to understand that darkness has got the game so well right now that they are, in a way, kind of owning it. They have been playing on a false education for us. And one of the things is that if we're thinking it, it's always a thought, and that is false. Um, they get into our minds, and they end up lowering our vibration by convincing us that we are not good enough, that we're lousy, that we're horrible, and all this. So a lot of those who have negative thoughts and have these dissatisfactions in your head, I highly suggest you to say, out commanding voice, get out of my head. It's a commandment. Jay, I'm losing you here. So hopefully Jay will call us back because we've had a challenge with the connection. And hopefully he comes back because he has so much interesting stuff. He also has been in films. He's the founder of Haunted Knoxville Ghost Tours. And is also going to be featured in a new film very, very soon. So hopefully Jay will come back and he's the movie is that he's co-starring in is called Inducted. And here he is again. I don't know what happened, but we missed you. <laughs> well, the first thing is this. If those of you who are listening, be aware of this, is that darkness is present in our life. And I was giving you guys a key to how uh-huh. to control the power and go figure I lost connection right at that time. So I'm going to make sure I say it once more. Say out loud, get out of my head. It's a commandment. Very important that it's done verbally and to make sure that you are letting them know that you are commanding it and also reminding them that there was a commandment. You have dominion of your body and you make the decisions. So if she's getting approached and being affected by these entities, they are getting cocky. So be aware, when you say this out loud, three things can happen. One, your, voice, your, your, your brain chatter will literally go to nothing. It'll be quiet. Two, you'll literally hear no. And third, which is the, most, the worst case, you'll actually hear them cursing at you saying, F you. So be aware, each one of these is gauged, you can gauge off of. All right. So if you hear something actually curse at you, they are so cocky, they feel they have full on dominion of your body. Does that make sense? You know, they're picking on this ten year old girl. It's not, <laughs> not an adult. Absolutely. And the thing is is that is is with all the mass confusion going on with the uh, social media and the news and, and misinformation that's going on, it's very easy to get stuck into a very fearful state. Fearful state is low vibration, which means your aura is weak. 
if your aura is weak, you are going to get affected by these dark entities that are trying to claim dominion of your body. And uh, this one right here is another thing that was given to me, and I found out, oh, my gosh, night and day, I have now control, much better control than I ever had in the past when this darkness happens. So for those of you who might be communicating with a spirit guide or you feel as though you might be communicating with an angel, never be 100% convinced that the communication you're having is of the light. So typically what I do when I communicate, if I feel like my vibration is not the best, I will say, am I speaking to the highest form of light connected to Father God, Mother Earth? And understand part of the rule book is they have to be honest if you say it out loud. Hugely important. You know, and I say anything that's not of the light needs to leave and needs to, you know, whatever. So I, so I use something else, too, but I think it's, it's exactly. so important. Exactly. Well, you know what? You can put it in your own words, and I think that's wonderful. We all should do that. But the only reason why I have it is I'm being very, very specific. Of the light connected to a, a source of power, of the energy, um, it really, like I said, it just basically makes sure there's no loopholes that can be bypassed by whatever entities that might be messing with us. You know, it's it's really important that people understand that because <laughs> I like you said, I think the time right now that the the time is this whole sort of fight between light and dark and 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 we can feel it in in so many different ways. What I want to talk about too is some firstly your book your your upcoming film, I, I was mentioning that when we lost you, um, about your upcoming film. Can you tell us a little bit about that and a little bit about your book, and can we have you on a million one times? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was very honored to um, be added to uh, – uh, let me see. Um, <laughs> I apologize. I'm not uh, prepared. Um, the Ghostly Places in Tennessee book, I was uh, I, I contributed some stories and some knowledge base in relations to paranormal investigation um, and some haunted locations research, and that's where I kind of get my paranormal historian um, uh, title from, is, uh, is the work I've done that basically, without someone saying this location is haunted, what happens is, is I look at the location and say, is there any trauma? at that location, if there is an extreme amount of trauma or questionable factors to it, there is a reasonable argument saying there, that it could potentially be haunted. And that's basically how I kind of lead my investigation versus someone saying, hey, what else is haunted? Can you come and check it out? Well, his, the historical records, the information is going to be able to help us gauge better and be able to actually communicate better with those spirits. So, the thing is, is that a lot of times these spirits want to be recognized. And if you go in there and you know, as a random ghost hunter and you're like, oh, is there a ghost here? The truth is there might, um, but you know nothing about that spirit to be able to engage in it properly and, 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 and respectfully and be able to get responses from that spirit. So what I find is when I'm investigating, I have an extremely high success rate because we approach paranormal in the light. We approach investigating in the light. So these spirits, when you understand 1800 spirits need to be asked, said please and thank you after asking a question, 
um, because that's disrespectful, um, or you need to introduce yourself before you, you, you know, before a spirit will feel confident and comfortable enough to talk to you. Understanding this human psychology in basic manners really can make you a decent investigator these days. It's just most people just they watch these TV shows and they're like, okay, I know what I need to do to investigate. I'm like, not totally. Um, but yeah, Ghostly Place in Tennessee, very awesome. Uh, I just got the, the uh, front cover of Paranormal Underground Magazine March Edition. Um, they did a seven-page feature on me and I got the front page. And it was really neat because what I love about this magazine is it was a Q&A, but it was able to give me the opportunity to be able to show how you can investigate in the light um, and also showed how um, I got, I, I, I am a, a dowser. I do some divining and all that and um, how I actually saved my life. So I shared a story in that magazine that, that's never been asked. I never shared uh, in any media at this point about what, you know, how I actually was, my life was changed um, by uh, dowsing with a pendulum. And uh, Wow, you know, well, congrats. <laughs> congrats. I think that's great. So you also do this, this tour. Um, the, you're a founder of the Haunted Knoxville Ghost Tours. What happens on those tours? Well, I got creative with – first thing is I lived in Florida, and I moved up here to Knoxville because I spent a couple weeks up here with my sister, and I just absolutely fell in love with up here. And I was like, at some point in my life, I am going to live up here. So, um, you know, long story short, I ended up, you know, finding my way home to Knoxville. And when I moved here, I, I fell in love with the historical buildings and, and how old the city is and, and found myself getting lost in historic books and readings and, and uh, you know, going through the historic society and stuff. And I was like, you know, I bet I could create something unique um, for the community so that they can actually experience what it's like to investigate, um, but in a safe way. You know, and, and really my, my legacy with the ghost tours is, is nothing more than to take the fear out of paranormal. Um, and on top of that, the universe gave me an opportunity to actually quit the corporate America job and be able to live on my own and be able to you know, run my own business and be able to do stuff like that and offer some significant opportunities for people. And uh, so we have our walking tour and we got uh, special events that we actually have one coming up this Friday on the 12th. Uh, we're doing a nightmare on the tracks where we get to investigate the historic Southern Railway Station. And uh, participants get in, uh, to investigate inside the building, inside the train cars, and it connects to one of the most uh, disastrous train wrecks in American history. And some cover-up as well, which makes me think, hmm, maybe this could end up having some activity due to the questionable factors in the story. So you think possibly that it has something to do with, with ghosts or other beings that have been part of that? Or you don't know yet? Well... There was a gentleman who did a – it happened in 1903. Um, so there's a gentleman who did a 100-year anniversary um, historic book on it. And, by the way, it's so convenient that it happens to be hard to find. And uh, this gentleman, <laughs> he ended up um, – yeah, he has figure. And he, what he did is he had some connections to victims of the, of the train accident and wanted to really kind of put it to rest. So he did an extremely strong amount of research on the um, 
actual accident itself and found out that the numbers reported were very, very questionable. Um, he believes maybe two to three times the casualties um, than actually reported, which if that is true and he's actually wow. got documented evidence of all the, the additional graves and, and, and uh, all this kind of stuff. And he even was able to find out that the, the railroad is actually paying people off um, at the site to keep their mouth shut and making sure that uh, uh, journalists and all this wouldn't uh, go to the site. And even what's interesting is journalists still did sneak on, on the train and was able to take pictures, and, and I share some of those pictures uh, on the event. But, um, but really a lot of questionable factors, and it makes sense in a way. The train, train companies were very, very um, protective and wanted to make sure that they didn't want it to get out that the trains were seriously dangerous, accidents can happen. So they're trying to kind of downplay it as much as they could and not put it in the public eye because, you know, the most popular transportation back in the day, at least for long distance, was trains. Um, but for this to happen on a Saturday uh, when the trains were fully, uh, fully loaded with even additional passengers, meeting kids on people's laps, uh, and basically, long story short, these two trains collided headfirst at about 70 miles an hour. And um, oh, wow. it could be heard 15 miles away. And um, really, there was a very limited amount of survivors, if any, of this train accident. Um, but uh, Knoxville was involved because uh, we were the closest hospital. So, you know, they created a triage right on the site. The property owners did that. Uh, but they got the... Um, the, the people, the, the victims that seem to have a higher success rate uh, survival to go ahead and get them on the train again to Knoxville. But unfortunately, by the time they got to Knoxville, um, almost all of them were dead. So the train station turned into a makeshift morgue. Wow, that's horrible. It really is horrible. So, that's, um, so you, you're, that's what you're doing on Friday, you said, doing that investigation? Yes, yep. so it's a public investigation. We do not overcrowd it. We stop at 40 participants, and, and we have full access to the building and the train cars. It's one of our most exclusive events because, you know, we actually have a, a great relationship with the train station um, and, uh, you know, being able to, to investigate and give people an opportunity to actually do it um, and actually use tools. So it's not just going around and, you know, what do you feel, what do you feel. But we actually have, some, have a lot of scientific tools and things like that to be able to gauge whether, you know, we can actually – scientifically support that there is activity here. So it's like, oh, well, I feel like something's here. Well, is that going to really hold up? Well, if we got a bunch of tools and we hear responses in our spirit box, that's pretty neat. Amazing. So you have this movie that, that you're co-starring in called Inducted, and can you tell our listeners about that? That's fascinating, and I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited, too. It's, it's still in the, in the works. Um, what happened was I had an opportunity to be on Travel Channel's Paranormal Paparazzi years ago, and um, they they had me go on due to my experience w- within the paranormal field and all this. So they they deemed me a paranormal expert and all that, and I I was able to review a gentleman's uh, case, um, and basically his case uh, connects to ufology, and um, he has a multi generational UFO abduction case um, that happened in Massachusetts. And, um, you know, long story short, this, this, this actual event has actually made the historic, the, the, his, the history books um, in Massachusetts as a real event. And it's the first ever in, in, the, in the United States that a UFO encounter was, is actually considered 
in, in the history books of the city to be a real event. It's actually fascinating. So what this movie is, is about is about how it got inducted uh, as a historic, a true and historically significant in, in this uh, little town. And what's interesting as well is instead of going in the sci-fi way and seeing aliens probing and all this kind of stuff, he's actually um, going in the angle of a docudrama. So talking about how his family was treated in relations for many, many years and how highly respected they were and, and how the city uh, responded to, you know, what happened to them and all that. I'm like, well, this is a great idea. So he offered me, the, he said, you know what, I think I have the perfect role for you if you'd be interested. He's like, I want you to be the historic director. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. Uh, is that a significant role? And he says, you tell me. He says, that uh, the historic, this is the historic director that actually said, you know what, we're going to push this forward because this this has merit. And it's like, oh, wow, thank you. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> and I told him, I said, I'm not really an actor per se. <laughs> uh, I'll do my best. But he, but being a historian and all this, uh, you know, he's like, this is up your alley. You got this. Um, but very, very honored for the opportunity, honestly. When is it going to be released, Jay? Uh, they said in 2019. Have no clue. Still doing some filming. Um, last I checked, he was. They, they had to change production companies and things like that. Um, so really, it it's hard to say. The goal is in this year. Um, I'm thinking probably end of the year, but um, we'll just have to see. Well, keep us posted about that. So you do so much. I mean, like home clearing, crystal gridding. All of that stuff. Is there any particular area that you feel more drawn to than than anything else with all the all the gifts and talents and that you have? Uh, absolutely. Um, when it comes to my calling, my calling in this life, and that's basically to educate, um, to use my experience, all the experiences I've had, to be able to help someone who is also having challenges as well. Um, that's the whole, I feel the whole reason why I'm here. So above everything I do, I'm a light worker. This is what I do. You know, and um, I'm, I'm blessed that the universe oper- gave me an opportunity um, to do what I do and the opportunity to, to <laughs> break down some of these stereotypes. I mean, I've been running my, my ghost tour downtown Knoxville for uh, over eight years now. Uh, and I, I cannot be honest with you, it wasn't easy initially <laughs> by any means, you know, with right. the Bible Belt and all this and, you know, and perseverance and breaking down these, these boundaries. And now I'm at a point in the last year, two years that local businesses are, are supporting what I'm doing and giving me opportunities to do special events instead of just being this crazy person walking tours around downtown. I'm actually working with Maple Hall, which is on Gay Street, which is where the Great Fire Investigation is. And I'm working with the Historic Southern Railway Station, where, where the train accident um, was involved with. All these different things, it's like, wow, I, I really feel honored. They respect what I do, and they, see, they also see the approach I'm coming from. I'm coming from a very believer. My job is just to bring history alive through the paranormal and rec- let people recognize that, you know, there is things that are unusual out there, but they're not as scary as you think they were. And it's really fascinating. They really aren't. We have busted a gut more on our events than anything else. Um, I remember one night I got into, into character. I was like, yeah, I got a question for you. I bet you played some pretty ankles back in the day. 
we have 20 <laughs> people around this spirit box. And, of course, it's uh, SB7. It goes through. And we heard, uh-huh. We were <laughs> grounded. We were on the ground laughing so hard. And you wouldn't expect that. We heard a real, real, um, you know, real, real spirit voice through this device. And it was funny. And these TV shows don't do that. And understand that these TV shows that are got the, the background noises and the crazy sounds and people running and screaming, that's not that, – that actually is a low vibration. It really is low vibration. If you allow yourself to be scared, if you allow yourself to be, you know, any of these low vibrations, it's weakening your energetic field. So if I can help out by saying, look, it's almost like – I feel like I'm almost like a, a zoo ranger, you know. It's like, look, this tiger is not as scary as you think it is. You can come over and pet him. If you treat him nicely, he'll treat you nicely. I feel like I'm kind of that <laughs> paranormal ranger in a way. And I'm like, bring him here, the spirit. Here's the spirit. It's just like you and I. It's not scary. It's not going to hurt you. You know, I feel like I'm that person. <laughs> I love it. Jay, we could talk forever. I, I enjoy so much of what you're doing and who you are. Tell people, tell our listeners how they could get in touch with you, how they could find out more about Angel Rehab, about the tours that you're doing and 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 your and your books and so and your and your next film and so much more. <laughs> Well, uh, well, I want to thank everyone who is listening for for listening to me, and I do hope that I gave you a little insight on um, what what I do and and how you can actually get control of your life in many different ways. Um, if you're interested in my angelic shamanism uh, and working with you, understand that I am a mediator uh, in relations to angel rehab. So really. I'm working with what you have for tools. You know, some people are already talking to their angels, and the step process for angel rehab is very, very simple. Um, and basically, all I do is I'm a mediator initially until you get a handle of it, and you can do it on your own. Um, other people, like I said, they may never have heard their their guides before, and may have issues with their vibrations and all this. And it'll take some time to get to that point. But ultimately, let me be that mediator for you and help you kind of gauge. Now, there's different ways that you can combat darkness. You can do it through uh, crystal gridding and different kind of physical things that we have. And then you also can do it through belief. Um, and I, I definitely highly suggest that um, you, you, you look into some form of a belief into a higher power because it's really, really easy. Um, but you can find me on Knox Healing, which is K-N-O-X-Healing.com. You can check out my website. got some cool videos on there that you can watch. Uh, you can see me as just a standard professional in different fields by my website, which is the letter J, then adamsmith.net. And you can go there and see all different stuff. And I've got all kinds of different interviews and stuff that you can listen to. Uh, you might get a little extra tidbit here and there on each one of those. And then if you want to join one of my adventures, if you're looking to have an adventure on a weekend or something, come here to Knoxville, Tennessee. It's um, hauntednoxville.net. Go there, check it out. And you know what's neat is there's actually a page that was just recently added called Evidence. And we've been allowing our participants to actually take out their cell phones and video different kind of things that happen on our events. And we got some amazing different clips that uh, show some stuff that happened on, on our, our events. Um, and then, of course, did, you, did I tell you I'm a violinist as well? <laughs> I teach violin here in Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, I teach at Lane Music. And you can check me out there at fiddleteamusa.com. And uh, maybe you can learn some violin from me as well. But, yes, God has given me, the universe has given me so much 
amazing tools to work with in this life, and I just hope that I can uh, be of help to all of you who are listening. And, again, please favorite me, follow me on Facebook and all that, and I, I would love to work with each one of you. Well, thank you so much. You are a gift, Jay Adam Smith, and I appreciate you being on the show and all that you do and in helping others. And thanks so much, and have a beautiful day. You as well. Take care, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. So remember what Jay said, Jay Adam Smith, because he has so much that you may want to access, and it's so important to remember some of the things that he said. Basically, remember that you are strong and that no one has the power to control you, and you have to really be able to take a stand and find out how to be able to do that. This show is called Power Your Life for a Reason because you have the ability to take charge of you and to do so, and Jay recommended some ways for you to do that. And remember, even if you have to take a few small steps to really step into your personal power, do something today that makes you feel more empowered and more in charge of your life. Thanks so much for joining us. If you want to find out more about me, I'll give you the short version, you can go to docwhite, D-O-C-W-H-I-T-E dot org. Have a beautiful day, evening, wherever you are, and thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.